At the end, you did pray for the... Just pray for the preaching of the word. Come on. (laughs) All right. Well, Lord, we thank you for this this day, and we thank you for for being here with us, because we are definitely gathered in your name. Lord, we ask that you use me and Robbie's voices as your voice, and that you speak through us, and that you reveal yourself and your mysteries of your healing and your prayer to, to those that are here and those that are listening online. Lord, we just... We just love you and we thank you for this, for your many blessings. And Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, or destroy. You must flee in the name of Jesus because that is the name above all names and you must bow before it. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Father, we thank you that every person that hears has an ear to hear, an eye to see, a heart to receive. And Father, we thank you that you think through mine and Michael's mind. Speak through our lips. Use our tongue as the pen of the ready writer. And, Father, we thank you for wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Well, tonight we want to talk about um, God's Word is medicine. God's Word is medicine. Um, And uh, we've got a couple of verses that we're going to look at. Why does it matter that God's Word is medicine? Well, because... um, you know, you've got to take, you know, when it comes to taking medicine, it's not something that you just take one time and poof, you know, you, 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 it just doesn't work that way. Um, no, medicine. medicine is something that you, you know, a lot of your medicines, you've got to just keep taking it and taking it. But let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, and let's look at some things, and then we'll get into this a little deeper. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. All right. My son, forget not my law, but keep thine heart or in, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Now, we know in I'm sorry, I said Psalms. I meant Proverbs. Proverbs 3:1. Oh. We know that Proverbs um is largely Solomon talk he's he's writing these or he's telling these uh you could say uh parable type teachings to his son to teach him about the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God. And so a lot of people, when they read this, they think that this is, is um, Solomon saying, don't forget my law or my rules. But really, he's speaking by the inspiration of the Spirit. And so this would be God, this would be God saying, my son or my child or my daughter. Uh, basically, that's what the Lord, he's not just saying, only the boys need to listen. He's saying all of his children need to listen. He said, forget not my law. How much do you know? A parent's law, yes, that's going to keep you in good standing with mom and dad, but a parent's law is not the law that's going to keep you all the days of your life. That's going to be God's law that does that. So he's talking about, key, he said, so he's really speaking on the behalf of the Father God. He said, forget not my law. Now, this is under the Old Testament, and under the Old Testament, they had to live by memorizing the law. We talked about this morning that under Jewish, uh, under the Jewish educational system, that the children uh, were taught to memorize the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, by the age of ten. And um, and so he's telling, so so God is speaking to the Israelites, and he says, don't forget what you learned as a small child. He said, keep that word. And, during, and in the Torah, is, uh, the majority of the Torah is the, is the law. 
said over and over and over in different ways and different fashions. He said, don't forget what you learned as a small child. And let thine heart keep thy commandments. Now, he didn't say, let your head keep my commandments. He said, let your heart. What is your heart? That's the center point of who you are. Uh, That's the center point. That's where your spirit would be. He said, hold on to that in your heart. You know, um, you know, I, 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 don't, I believe it was Derek I was talking to the other day, I think. And, uh, yeah, it was when we were in the pool and, swimming and uh, doing our exercises. And I said, you know, Derek, I said, let's face it. We all understood as teenagers that there were certain things that we just felt like if we did this or we did that, mama or and or daddy would kill us. And it was that reverent fear that kept us from doing wrong things. Well, we should have that type of reverent fear um, in our heart. And what what was that in our heart? You know, did, in all honesty, was mom and dad really going to kill us? No, but we had that reverent fear in our heart, and that was and that kept us safe. Well, we should have that same reverent fear about the word of God. He said in verse two, he said, "For length of days and long," he said, "For length of days." So keeping the commandments, he said, length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. So if you want to have a life of peace, if you want to have a long life, if you want to have, you know, a lot of days, if you don't want to go out prematurely, then I highly, then God highly recommends that you keep his word about you. Now, I don't know about y'all. But um, I think everybody in the room right now is, a, is old enough to remember um, to have had this experience. Were there things in school that you learned as a child that, or, that now you try to go back and go, you know, I used to know how to do that. Like, huh? Cursive? Like, like you know, because for a long time they didn't, they were, they, students weren't allowed, they learned cursive and then they weren't allowed to, to write in it anymore because the, the thing changed. I know for me there were things in math. You know, I learned a lot of algebra and different equations and figuring out volume and different things like that. And as long as you're using it, it's great. But if you don't use it for a period of time, you're like, no, wait a minute. You know, another thing is baking or cooking. If you haven't done a baking, like if you used to bake all the time and then you haven't baked in several years and you go back and you're like, no, wait a minute. I want to double this recipe, and this recipe calls for, you know, uh, a one and three-quarter cups. Uh, okay, so how do I refigure that? Well, it might take you a minute. It might take you a minute to figure out, oh, that's, that's two and two-thirds cup. Oh, okay. But if you haven't done that in a long time, huh? Or three and a half. Or three and a half. <laughs> there you go. That's another way to do it. You know, uh, it, it could just, it could, you know, it, huh? A cup, of, a one and one, one and one third cup. One oh, I one and three quarters. I thought I said one and third cup. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, if you don't pay attention, that's gonna cause you a problem too. <laughs> so, yeah, because baking does have to be precise. But you know, there's these things. There's these things that if you don't use them continually, if you don't access them, access them continually, you begin to lose them. And that's why God said. Keep these things before you at all times. Remember them so that you have long life. Let's read a little bit more. 
All right, verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. All right, so if we want to find favor with God and man, then what do we need to do? We need to keep mercy right there at our hand, at our handful. Well, how much do you know? They knew what mercy was back in that day. So if we want to keep these things, we got to keep mercy. And how did he tell us to keep mercy? How did he tell us to keep it? He said, mercy and truth. He said, bind it about thy neck. In other words, put mercy and truth. And this is what they would do in Jewish custom. They would actually write scripture on pieces of leather or pieces of metal, and they would turn it into, and they would put it on a string or a piece of leather or something, and they would actually uh, bind it around their neck. They'd even make little leather pouches, and they would ha- and they would write scripture down, and they would take those those um, those those writings and put them in the pouches so that they could take them out and read them from time to time. In fact, one of the oldest artifacts that they still have today is a silver amulet that has these scriptures written on it that's one of the oldest biblical artifacts that they have um from this time period from from biblical times and uh so we know that they actually did this literally they would actually write write this stuff out and the other thing that they would do is not only would they bind it around their neck, but they would also have um, things on their arms, you know, uh, little bracelets or wristlets, or they'd have like sheaths along their arms that they would wear that had the word on it or in it. All right. So they kept the word and they did this so that they could continue, so that they stayed in good standing with God and with man. All right, let's keep going. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Glory to God. He said, listen, he said, he said, trust God with all your heart. He said, and, and look at what he said. He said, lean not on your own understanding. In other words, God said, quit trying to figure stuff out on your own. Quit leaning on your own understanding. Quit trusting on your own brain. Because this is a problem amongst believers because believers used to, believers like to say things like this rather than trusting and leaning on God. They'll say, well, God gave me a brain for a purpose. Well, yes, he did give you a brain for a purpose, but he did not give you that brain so that you could override and no longer need the Father God. He gave you that brain uh, so that you could, you know, function but not so you could override God. He said, instead, he said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. In other words, he said, here he's talking about, he said, listen, he said, in everything you do, acknowledge God. In other words, when you come up against something in life and you go, well, I just don't know what, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do about this. The first thing you should do is go to God. When sickness or disease attacks, the first thing you should do is go to God. Father God, how should I handle this? Father God, what brought this on? Father, is there an open door? Do I have an unrepented sin somewhere? Is there something going on that I don't that I don't that I'm not recognizing? Father, where is the where's the open door? And if he says there's an open door here, well then don't just go, well, I did I brought it on myself, therefore I just might as well stay sick 
and weather the storm. No, no, no. Immediately repent. Immediately get right. Immediately close the door. And then begin to praise God that God has redeemed you through the blood of Christ. Now, theirs was a little different in the Old Testament. But he basically he said, when you come up against something, come talk to me and I'll tell you how to get out of it. Uh, he said, acknowledge him in all ways. Let's keep going. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. <laughs> Again, he said, don't depend on your brain. He said, don't be wise in thine own eyes. Depart from evil. There's a lot of people out there that will get over into doing things that they should not do with this mentality. Oh, it'll be all right. I can handle it. There will be people that will take on a little sickness. Well, I have a headache, and God's got the whole world in his hands, so I'll, just, I'll handle the headache so God doesn't have one more thing on his plate. Listen, your headache is nothing for God to take care of. It's nothing. He said, quit trying to do things in your own might and power. Instead, depend on me. Verse uh, 8, here we go. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. He said, all of these things will be health. To thy navel. All these things. This word um, health right here is where is the word um, rafuth. R-I-F-O-O-T-H. This word, where they get this word ruth from is the word rafa, which is the same place that we get the word Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord who heals. So really what this is saying is he's saying, what he's saying here is if you'll do these things, these things will bring, um, these words will bring a, uh, will bring life to you. They'll bring a cure to you. They'll bring health to you. They're going to keep you in right standing with the Lord God who heals. With the Lord God who heals. He said, um, he said, for these things uh, shall heal or be medicine to thy navel um, and, and marrow to thy bones. Where it's talking about when it says thy navel, how much you know, that's your belly button. And that sounds weird. Well, God, my belly button's not where my problem is. But how much you know, your belly button is the center place of the beginning of your life. That's where the umbilical cord comes from. That's where the beginning of life starts. So when he says, if you'll do all these things, he said, my healing power will reach all the way back to the beginning of your life and provide healing. That's what it's talking about. There's several different, there's lots and lots of uh, translations out there. Um, the Amplified says it this way. The Amplified says, um, it will be health to your body, your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, uh, which are your ligaments, your muscles, and all of your inner parts, and a refreshment to your a, a refreshment to your physical well-being, or a refreshment or a physical well-being to your bones. I really like how the um, BLE, the Bible of um, of the living edition reads it this way it says it will be medicine for thy navel and juice for thy bones um in other words he said he said 
if you will to the word of God, it will act like medicine in your body. Uh, the J-U-B reads, it shall be medicine to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. If you, um, you know, marrow is that, uh, is on the inside of the bones. Marrow is necessary for producing blood, the life blood. So how much do you know if medicine is reaching to the center point where, where blood is produced, to that main ingredient that produces blood, how much do you know that helps you a lot? That brings a lot of healing to you. The Good News translation says if you do, it will be like good medicine, healing your wounds and easing your pains. How about that? If you'll do these things, it'll be like medicine, like medicine. I just love this scripture. He says, um, the Thomas translation says, then shall thy body have health and thy bones a cure. I mean, that's just a good word right there. I mean, just over and over and over and over again, the scriptures just keep, re- just keep revealing these things to us. Um, let's go look at Proverbs chapter 4, uh, verse 22. Proverbs four twenty-two. Let's start in 20, though. Okay. All right. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear into my sayings. Again, he's telling us to listen and learn. Listen. And notice he said, listen to my word. Now, he's not just talking about just this little phrase right here. God is talking about, now, this is in Proverbs. So somebody might say, well, I only have to pay attention up to the book of Proverbs. No, God said pay attention to all of my word because the Bible is a progressive revelation. And so God said pay attention to all of my word. Some people will only look at the New Testament. Some people will look at the Old Testament. But you really need to look at both. Because uh, both still apply today. Then in verse 21, it says, Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. So we're supposed to, again, we're supposed to keep them in, keep them in front of us at all times. And, yes. and keep them in our heart. And it, For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Glory to God. That word life actually means that he, that he, that he, he by doing these things... By keeping God's word before you, keeping God's word in your mouth will sustain you, will sustain you or keep you alive is what this means. You've got some of these out of Proverbs 4.22? Well, first there's a note here that says the word health in verse 22 comes from the same word as Rapha, the covenant name of the Lord as our healer. The, The definition from Strong says it comes from two words incurable plus health from the word rafa in other words we have an incurable health disease that no amount of sickness can cure <laughs> come on come on no amount of sickness can cure. you listen when you come in contact with with jehovah rafa there's no sickness that can remain but how are you going to overcome that sickness well how you're going to overcome that sickness is the same way that we overcome sickness in the natural today. You know, if you say, say you come down with some type of uh, infection and you need some antibiotics, 
If you go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, yep, you've got an infection, you definitely need some, some antibiotics, and he writes you out a script, and you take that script and you, you know, stick it in your pocket or you get in the car and you, ta- you know, toss it in the passenger seat or the dash or whatever, and then that's as far as you go with that script. How much do you know that doctor, there's nothing more that that doctor can do to bring healing to you? Because it's not the doctor that heals you. It's the medicine that the doctor provides. Well, what if you go and you get the prescription filled, but you never take a pill? Again, that's not going to, getting the prescription filled is not going to heal you. What if you get, you know, what if they say, we need you to take this medication. Uh, now, we've gotten spoiled. Because a lot of the medication today, they've, they've gotten it, you know, because of the wisdom of God, and they know how bad people are about taking medicine. They've gotten a lot of medicines now where you can take one pill a day for five or six days, or you can take a pill, you know, once in the morning, once in the evening. But, you know, and they still use some of these other medicines depending on what you're up against. But, you know, when we were kids, it seemed like every time you got medicine, it was they were like, you have to take this pill every six or every eight hours, and you can't be off because if you get off, it's, gonna, it's not going to work as good for you. You know, it, it has to be right on time. You know, and I know my uncle had a um, – double lung transplant some years ago and in order to for his body to receive those new lungs they they said you have to take this anti-rejection medicine and they said it is absolutely crucial that you take this medicine at exactly the same time every day in fact he, he had a special container he kept his pills in and they were always on his body and he had alarms um, on his phone and on his watch uh, to tell him it is time for you to take your medicine. And he had to be very regimented about taking that medicine or because if he missed a dose or missed a couple of doses, um, his, his body would very quickly begin to reject those lungs that were keeping him alive. So, you know, how much you know he had to be very regimented about taking his medicine. Well, the same thing is true with us with the Word of God. We have to be very regimented. But what inevitably happens with a lot of people when they get antibiotics for 10 to 14 days? About what? About day four or five, you start to, you know, you're real good the first day. The second day, you're pretty good. The third day, you're starting to slip on your time. By the fourth day, you're feeling pretty good, so now your time's even getting farther apart. How much do you know? The closer you get to the end of those 10 to 14 days, you're like, oh, man, I missed my medicine yesterday evening, and then I, I, I meant to make sure I got it this morning. And, I, and before you know it, you don't even finish the medicine. I've been guilty. I've been guilty. Or it's supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to take your medicine for 10 days, and you're like on day 12, and you still got a dose left. Why? Because you, you got to feeling good and you started missing medicines. Then there's people out there that, you know, they'll, they'll get on day four or five and they'll go, well, I'm feeling pretty good, so I'm going to save the rest of this medicine for the next time I get sick. Well, how much you know? It's not long before they get sick again. And they go, oh, well, I've got some medicine left over, so I'll go ahead and I'll finish that medicine off. And they get four or five days of medicine out of it, and so that helps them to begin to recover. But how much, you know, it's not long before they're sick again. 
before they're sick again. And then they go to the doctor and they go, you know, doctor's like, well, you know, you weren't here not that long ago for the same problem. Did you finish all your medicine? And what do they say? Oh, yeah, I finished it. They don't tell them it took them two months to finish it all. But, yeah, they finished it. You know, come on. We know these things happen. So why are they getting sick repeatedly? Because they're not keeping on their medication regimen. Well, the same thing is true with God. People that are sick that need healing, they will pull out their healing scriptures. They'll pull out their they'll pull out their scripture CDs. They'll pull out their little mini books that remind them of healing. They'll pull out their confessions. They'll study on healing, and they'll begin to and and they'll I mean they get the word going, and then the word begins to work, and they get to feeling good. And guess what they do? They back off. They quit make, they quit taking their they quit confessing the word of it. They don't they know they quit keeping the word before their eyes. They quit keeping the word in their ears. They quit taking their daily medicine and for a little while they do okay. But it's not long before sickness creeps back in again. How much you know that's just like we do in the natural. See, just like in the natural, you have to take your medicine daily. With God, you have to take your medicine daily. Now, there are certain sicknesses in this world that man says, you're going to have to be on this medicine for the rest of your life. Some of those, some of those diseases are um, uh, diabetes, in, right? For you have to be on insulin for the rest of your life or pre-diabetes. You have to be on, you know, that medicine the rest of your life. Um, blood pressure, high blood pressure. Uh, if you've ever had any type of blood clotting issues, I mean, they'll flat tell you once you get put on blood thinners, you're on blood thinners for the rest of your life. I mean, there are some medicines that once you go on it, that's it. You got to take it for the rest of your life. Well, how much do you know? If that's the type of healing that you need, and you get healed by the word of God, you're going to take, have to take your medicine, the word of God, every day of your life. It's the same thing. It works exactly the same way. But what happens is people quit taking their medicine over time. Why? Because they start to feel, because the medicine begins to work, they begin to feel better and they and the devil becomes along and the devil whispers in their ear you don't need the medicine anymore and because they don't like swallowing a pill they begin to entertain that thought they begin to entertain that idea and before you know it they start they start playing around with this well guess what so they say you know i just you know, they, they, what might happen, they might get busy, they might forget to take their medicine one day. And then a couple of days later, the thought will come, you didn't, your, you didn't take your medicine the other day, and you did just fine. And they begin to think on that, and they begin to meditate on that. And they begin to think, oh, okay, this is okay. Um, well, I missed it the other day. I, I'm going to skip two days and see how I do. So they skip two days, and they seem to do okay. And they take their medicine for a while, and then they, then they say, well, I, you know, I missed one day, I did okay. I missed two days, I did okay. You know, uh, let's, let's, let's push this a little bit. I'm just not going to take my medicine for that week. See how I do. And, and they do okay. So they're like, well, we're a week down. So far, so good. And then they continue to not take their medicine. 
And what happens when you take medicine on a daily basis is you build up a stockpile in your physical body. Well, when you take medi- when you take the word of God into your in every day, you build up a stockpile of the word into your spirit. But if you're not if you're not putting in to the stockpile, guess what happens? Over time, when you stop putting the word in, when you stop taking your medicine daily, you begin to deplete that stockpile. As that stockpile begins to delete, to 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 to, uh, to um, go down, symptoms begin to creep in. But they creep in so slowly that you don't even realize that it's happening. And then before, so then you do really good for a long time. And then all of a sudden, it seems like your world is in total chaos. And you're like, I was was off my medicine. I was doing great for three months or four months or six months. I was doing really good. And then just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, here's the problem. No, it wasn't out of nowhere. It crept in slowly. You know, um, I grew up with um, my uncles, uh, one in particular, had schizophrenia uh, in college. He came, he came down with schizophrenia in college. And um, we saw this in his, throughout his life. Uh, and, of course, at that time, the medicine that they had for that disease was not as helpful as it is today. At that, day, at that time, it really did kind of zombie them out. Um, but he would, he, they, they, he would have a really bad break. A schizophrenic break, and they'd have to institutionalize him and get him on his meds and get him balanced, and they'd get him balanced, and he'd take his medicine, and he would do really well. But he, this exact cycle that I just described would happen. He'd stay on his medicine for months at a time or even years at a time, but slowly but surely, he got to thinking, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. I, the devil come along and say, you know, this one, I mean, yeah, you're doing okay, but this one side effect. And he'd slowly go off his medicine without telling anybody. And little things would begin to happen, and we'd kind of begin to question, and we'd kind of begin to see some things. And we'd kind of wonder, well, are you taking your medicine? Yeah, I'm taking my medicine. No, they weren't taking his medicine. He wasn't. And before you know it, bam, there's another explosion. And this was a continual cycle. Well, guess what? The word of God being medicine to us, if we don't keep the word before us, will be a continual cycle. Why? Because God's word is our medicine. And we've seen both of these scriptures, and both of these scriptures have said, uh, keep the word before us. I've got a couple of, yeah, of that's translations right. that couple, I that couple I of like different it. translations. Uh, one is the Easy English Bible translation, and it's and starting in uh, in uh, verse twenty. It says, "Listen to what I say, my son. Listen to my words. Never let my words leave you. Think about them and obey them. They will give life to anyone who understands them." Not just to you, but to anyone who understands them. And they will give health to their whole body. To the whole body. God's medicine does not, you know, modern medicine, they do their best, their best to target certain areas. But God, his word targets our entire body, spirit, soul, and physical body. You know, if you can find a healing scripture, you can apply it to every part of your body. And I like in this one that it says... Think about those words and obey them. 
Yeah. Because you need to obey God's word in order for it to work properly. Yeah, because you. if you're if you're disobeying the word, you're opening the door to the one that brings sickness and disease, and you don't want to do that. All right. Then the next one's not one of my favorite translations, but but I do like this verse. This is out of the Passion Translation. It says, uh, "Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you, and pay attention to all that I have to say." Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Come on. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health to the very core of your being. So as you meditate on the word, as you meditate on the word, you'll begin to, to unwrap the truth of that word. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. All right. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs chapter 17. There it is. And verse 22. All right. So Proverbs 17, 22. It says, a merry heart doeth good. Now that word like is italicized, so let's read it without it. A merry heart doeth good. Uh, a medicine, doeth a good, a medicine. But a broken spirit drieth the bone. So what does that mean? It means that if you will be happy, if you will be joyful, if you will, if you will focus on the positive, that will actually act as medicine. How much do you know the word of God, the truth of God, is never sad, negative, and, and just coming at you just hard you know god is always saying if you'll do what i tell you to do you're going to be blessed if you do it you're going to be blessed in the city blessed in the field blessed coming in blessed going out you're going to be the head not the tail you're going to go over you're not going to go under you you're going to have everything you do is going to everything you lay your hand to is prosperous i've never heard god speaking from his viewpoint be negative never Never. Now, when he's talking about the enemy or what will come against you because of the enemy, that's nothing but negative. But when God is speaking from his viewpoint, from his standpoint, it's always, always positive. So when, they, you know, so when sickness attacks, you've got two choices. You can either get in agreement with the one that brought the sickness. Oh, this sickness is kicking my butt. Oh, I'm never going to get, oh, this, uh, this happens to me all the time. Every time I turn around, I'm sick. How much, you know, all that's doing is drying you out and making you sicker. That's all that's doing. But if you'll come at it from a merry heart standpoint, if you'll come at it from our spirit standpoint, because remember, they're Old Testament, we're New Testament. If you'll touch down in the New Testament, if you'll touch, because we're New Testament, we've got the Spirit of God on the inside of us. If you'll check with your spirit, you know, and you say, Father God, their sickness is attacking, God will say, yeah, but, she, he, but he'll, your spirit will say, yes, sickness is attacked, but I've got good news. Well, Lord, what's that good news? I have already overcome that sickness. Woo! How much you know that makes you merry heart? Father, there's this sickness. Well, I've got good news. Well, what's that, Lord? Um, I've already taken care of it. I've already whipped you. I already whipped the sickness, and I've already sent you a cure. Woo, Jesus, thank you. Sickness attacks. Father, oh, this sickness has come out of nowhere. I've had this horrible. God says, I, you check your spirit. God says, this ain't no surprise to me. I've already got your provision. Oh, I mean, this begins to change. The other thing that uh, a merry heart is, another way we could say this, is a praising heart. 
or a praising spirit, a praising heart or a praising spirit. Why? Because God inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. When you get to praise, I mean, come on, if a, if a spirit of infirmity, a sickness, if a demon has brought sickness on you, which is the only place that sickness comes from, if sickness has come upon you, uh, that is the work of Satan. And the work of Satan cannot stand in the presence of God. So you want to put sickness on the run? Begin to praise the Lord. Begin to worship God. Begin to thank God. Well, you know, Pastor, I just, music doesn't play in my head. I can't think of any songs. I don't have anything I can listen to. I'm not allowed to listen to music at work or whatever. Well, listen to your spirit. Your spirit will give you a song. Your spirit will give you a, med- a, 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 a spiritual song. I mean, you can just start singing. Father, I, you know, you can just start singing. I'm the healed of the Lord. He has sent me a rescue. I mean, you could just sing those two lines over and over again and get healed. Just keep singing them over and over again. Oh, you know, by his stripes I was, I'm healed. He, you know, Jesus hung on the cross. So that I could be redeemed. I mean, just whatever. Just start speaking praises. They don't always have to be singing. Just begin to speak praises. And that will make your heart merry. And that will bring, and that's going to act just like medicine will act. Um, you know, if you do some of this homeopathic medicine, you know, a big, big part of why homeopathic medicine is not real effective is because you've got to take that stuff every two hours, every hour to two hours. Well, guess what? God is the ultimate homeopathic medicine. If you take the word continually, if you'll put the word in your mouth all day, every day, multiple times, at least multiple times a day, then that will begin to bring health and healing. When Michael's foot was cut with the, sha- with the chainsaw, you know, twice a day, it started off twice a day, we ended up doing it three times a day, we would speak over a hundred scriptures that had to do with healing over his foot. What were we doing? We were taking our medicine 300 plus times a day. 300 plus times a day. And we were praising in between. What were we doing? We were keeping a constant supply of medicine in our mouth. When sickness and disease, when sickness attacks in our house, um, you know, and we listen to healing stuff all the time. But, I mean, if sickness attacks, the first thing we do is we put on the healing scriptures and we keep them running. We keep them running. If pain tries to attack, we keep healing. There's times where there will be no sickness, no disease, no anything, but we put it on. Why? Because God told us to keep it before us at all times. So we've got it on our, we, you know, with the smart TVs now, you take a little thumb drive and plug a thumb drive in and just turn that on. And, and it plays through your TV. You know, we, uh, your phones, you can have or it on your, your phone. Or your vehicle. You can have it in your vehicle. And so we just get in and we just turn it on. We've got healing, we've got teachings on healing. So we're driving our car. What are we doing? We're listening to teachings on healing. We're always keeping ourselves stirred on healing. Always. Why? We're taking our medicine. We're reading teachings on medicine. We're studying scriptures on medicine. You got some some different translations for I us? I do. So the Berkeley says a cheerful a cheerful heart makes a good cure, Glory but a broken God. spirit makes the bones dry up. Mm-hmm. Now there's a footnote in the Berkeley that says a good cure is up to date therapy unsurpassed. Oh come on. 
All right, and then the Fenton says, the best medicine is a cheerful heart, but a loaded mind exhausts the frame. A loaded mind. In other words, if your mind is full of, oh, I, you know, this sickness is going to take us down. Um, you know, one thing that, that I'm still working on overcoming is a low, um, low iron in, in my blood. My, my iron levels go down and go down and go down and go down. We're so stirred up on this. Um, Mom went into the doctor's office, and the receptionist said something to Mom about, uh, you know, or I had my glasses on. And, and uh, I, I was out in the car, and she noticed I had my glasses on. And the receptionist said, what? Has Robbie got glasses on? And Mom said, well, yeah, she's got glasses on. And, uh, and uh, she said, well, I don't think I've ever seen her with glasses. And she said, well, she tends to only wear them when her iron starts to get low, which is true. And uh, the, the receptionist immediately said, that low iron is going to be the death of her. How much you know? Immediately, out of the spirit, mom said, absolutely not. Don't you declare that over her. She's a child of God. She's the heel to the Lord. We're not having that. Why? Because we stay stirred up. We stay stirred up on this thing. And it's and, and you know my body is improving on how slow you know it's getting to the point where it's not losing iron it doesn't lose it nearly as fast as it used to thank you Jesus um, and so we're getting our victory I got a couple more things on this yeah so the good news translation says being cheerful keeps you healthy it is slow death to be gloomy all the time come on so now I know what you're thinking but pastor how do you keep a cheerful heart all the time. So if, if, I'm, if keeping a cheerful heart is good medicine in, or a good cure, then how do I keep a cheerful heart? Well, me, now hang on. Hold on. Let me just say this about being cheerful. Uh, okay. One thing. One thing about being – when he says cheerful, he's not talking in, in a fake artificial giddiness. No, definitely he's not. He's talking about being happy and at peace in your spirit, having a joy and a peace in your spirit at all times. What he's talking about is leaning on that joy that's on the inside. Amen. So if you go back to the prior verse, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, it says, son, and we're talking about how do you keep a cheerful heart, right? My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings, let them not depart from my, thine eyes and keep them in the midst of, my, of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. So if we keep his word in front of us and we don't let it depart from our eyes and we keep it in the midst of our heart, we will be cheerful exactly. because we will have the faith that comes with studying his word and we, will, and, and we will have the peace and the joy that come with that and all the fruits of the spirit. So we will be cheerful. Yes. Glory to God. Turn to Romans chapter 10. Romans now, chapter 10. I also, I also find it interesting that... Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 8, ends, or is, is it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. But in Proverbs 17, 22, it says a cheerful heart makes a good cure, but a broken spirit makes the bones dry yes. up. So yes. it's, it's, it's showing you the opposite. Yes. You know, the op so these, all three of these verses tie together. Yes. And honestly, if you think about it, 
the, the, if you think about some of the most negative people in your life, do they deal with sickness? Do they deal with, with a lot of sickness? Yeah, because why? Because they're full of stress and, and that negativity is just drying up their body physically and it's just opening the door for a lot of disease. And if, and if you deal with, uh, with having a, a, a depressed mind or, or having a broken spirit or having a lot of difficult thoughts, the best thing you can do is keep your, your eyes on God, keep your eyes in the Word, study it, yeah. praise Him, it, it, keep your eyes on the good things yeah. above. Yeah, the more you begin to talk like God, the more, you, the more scriptures you say, the more scriptures you think on, the more scriptures you meditate on, the more this will become your habit and that will push that dark thinking away. Because where does that dark thinking come from? It comes from the enemy. It comes from Satan. And the Bible tells us in James that if we submit ourselves to God, in other words, if we'll do what God says, if we'll keep his word before our eyes and in our mouth at all times, then we're not giving any room for that negative, dry uh, darkness that comes from Satan. But in Romans ten seventeen, so, okay, I hear you. I've got to take my medicine. I've got to keep the word before me. But how do I take this medicine? What, what is this med- taking this medicine? Well, 10, Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Your medicine is that, that word, so hearing by the word of God, that word there mean, is the rhema, the spoken word. The, the spirit spoken the word. The spirit spoken word. And so what, the more you hear the word, the more you speak the word, what that's going to do is that's going to help that word to get down into your spirit. And when you begin to speak that word by your spirit, having revelation of what that word means, that's what's going to activate that medicine. That's what's going to get that medicine to begin to start producing. How much do you know when you go over here to the pharmacy, you go to the doctor, you get your prescription, you go to the pharmacy, you get a pill, you pop that first pill in. How much do you know if that's the only pill you take, you're not going to recover? You've got to take your medicine on a very regimented cycle in order for that medicine to begin to grab hold. Well, the same thing happens with the Word of God. In order for, your, for, the, for the medicine of the Word to begin to take hold, you have to hear and hear and hear and hear. And in the beginning, what you're hearing is you're hearing out of the natural. But the more you say it, the more you take it, eventually you begin to hear it from a spirit standpoint. And that's when that medicine really begins to grab a hold. And that's when that medicine really begins to take effect in your body. See, when, when, when in Proverbs it said to keep, keep the word in your heart, how do you do that? By hearing, by hearing, by hearing, by getting it down in your spirit. That's what it means by keeping it in your heart. So me and Robbie have proven this out. Yes. Robbie with her back surgery and me with my, my chainsaw injury. We, we, we've studied on this word. We kept this word in front of us day and night and, until, it became, until it became part of us. Till it yes. got down on the inside of our heart, and then the we you can't you can't get gloomy, Mm-mm. you can't get you can't get depressed, you can't get down because because you you have faith that that God is there for you and He wants you healed and that you will be healed. So okay. you, you you get to this place where you're in a constant constant good cheerful mood. Yes. And yes. and and the word works. Yes. 
that that word becomes real to you, the spirit spoken word, and when it does, you will receive your healing. Here's a real good indicator that you've not been taking your medicine on a regular basis. Your mind begins to become negative and cluttered. Your mouth begins to run off with kind of in a worldly conversation. If you begin to notice the old you creeping up, uh, you've not been taking your medicine on a regular, consistent basis. Um, uh, Pastor Mike and I are real good to police each other. If one of us starts to get, we'll, we'll honestly, we'll call each other out on it. We'll be like, um, you, what's going on? You, you're being pretty negative. And immediately we both, immediately, uh, we both kind of respond the same way. We're like, yeah, I need to go spend some time on the time in the word. So if you notice yourself starting to kind of have these symptoms, get in the word. Last scripture, Ephesians, we read this this morning. 5:17 he said Ephesians 5:17 he says wherefore be you not be you not be you not unwise he said don't be unwise he said but understanding what the word what the will of the lord is we need we we now we now see and we now know that it is the will of the lord that we take in his word on a very regular very consistent daily basis it's to be, oh, it's, his word is to be in us at all times. He said, be not drunk with wine. And now here he's talking about physical wine, but I could say it this way, be not drunk with the world. Be not drunk with the things of this world. Be not drunk with negativity. Um, you know, let, let's not be, let's not be, wherein there is excess, because when you're taking in the world, if you're taking in an excess of negativity, that's, that's a state of drunkenness. He said, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, he said, get your spirit full. Well, how are you going to get your spirit full? With the Word, meditating on the Word, feeding on the Word, speaking the Word, hearing the Word. And he immediately tells us how to be filled with the Spirit. How do you get your spirits full? Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In other words, go read psalms. Go read proverbs. Because these were songs that they used. The, the uh, songs and proverbs were actually songs that they would use to sing. That they used to sing. And read them out loud. And they would read them out loud. He said, singing and making melody um, in your heart to the Lord. The other thing you do is giving thanks always um, or giving thanks for all things unto the Lord God. Now, do we give thanks for sickness and disease? No. But we give thanks that God's given us a way out. We give thanks that God's given us his medicine. We give thanks that God's given, that, that we have an opportunity to use our faith to get out of this thing. Um, so God's word is medicine, and we take that medicine by keeping his word before us and in our mouth at all times. And if we will take his word on a very consistent basis, that word is going to bring us life. It's going to sustain us. It's going to help us in every avenue of life. See, see not only is it a medicine to be taken in times of emergency such as like my foot right. but it's a preventative medicine as well right. it's it's almost like a vitamin uh, they right. they call it your daily bread that's right you know uh, it's to if you take it on a daily basis it will keep you healthier you will have a happier and uh, longer longer life, life longer healthier life 
if you take it on a daily basis That's instead right. of waiting till there's an emergency. Glory to God. So, so we know. How do we, we know. What, we, what do we need? We need God's medicine. Well, glory to God. That's what we have for tonight. Praise so God. if you're dealing with, if you, if you have sickness, start taking your medicine. If you are healthy and whole, start taking your medicine. Use the, use the word of God like vitamins to keep you healthy and keep you whole as nourishment to keep you sustained. Um, you know, that was one of those scriptures, um, Proverbs 4.22, it said, the way that he said it, life, that it brings you life, it, that's your sustainability. You know, don't wait until you get a bad report to start studying on healing and on the health of God, because uh, so, that's going to mess you up. So the Proverbs, I just want to do this. I got to do this. <laughs> Be obedient. Yeah. All right. Glory Back to God. To Proverbs. There we go. Proverbs uh, 3.8. It is health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. As you pointed out, the navel is the beginning of life. Right. You know, that's where you first receive life from your mother. Right. Right. The marrow of your bones is the last thing to dry up at the end of your life, if I'm correct. So this is from beginning to end of life. Your and I mean life. complete end. Yeah. This is your whole. So, so he's going God, God's to. God's word is there to provide everything you need. We just got to study on it and meditate on it. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, if you've got a tithe and an offering, um, we're going to take that. If Rush will come when he's ready. If you want to bless, we always give everybody an opportunity to sow a seed. And uh, to bless, we'll do this. And, of course, you can give online if you're listening online. That's right. Yep. And most of the folks that are listening online know that. Yeah. And it's, the directions are on the screen. Glory yep. to God. Oh, yes. Thank you, Father. All right. Well, Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you that it brings health to our, our navel and, and uh, marrow, and to, our marrow to our bones. That makes you, our bones fat and makes, makes us cheerful and, and gives us long life. And, and we, Lord, we just take that in. We, 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 we absorb it. We don't let it out of our sight. We keep it before our eyes. We keep it in our minds. We keep we keep we keep meditating on it and thinking yeah. about it until it becomes part of us, Lord. We want this to become a part of us so that it can be health to our bones all the days of our life, all the way to the very end. Lord, we just thank you for this, and Lord, we we ask that um, that you bless it and that, that that you help us to stand against the devil uh, and and to keep it and not to lose it. Lord, because this is important. It's very important that we that that for us that we can live a happy and healthy life, and and that we can show your love and your prosperity to those that we come in contact with. Because we can say we have we've come through. We are we've overcome sickness. We 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 have we have met the challenge and we have stayed the course and we've come through the other side. Lord, we just we love you and we thank you for for. Disability. We thank you that this word will grow on the inside of us and it will, it will get down deep inside of our heart and become a part of us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Father, we give you glory and honor. We thank you and we make the decision to keep your word before our eyes and in our mouth at all times. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father, that your word is true and your word is working in the area of finances and prosperity. In Jesus' mighty name, you can serve the people. Glory to God.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God.